Yo, yo. Good morning. Good morning. Another yeah. wonderful morning. It's 9-11. 9-11, September 11th. I appreciate you guys tapping in with us. I'm Antoine Bethea, one half of the pod. I got my co-host D-Butt on the move. Yes, sir. On the move. Unfortunately, right now, on my way to the Thunderdome. Like you said, 9-11, September 11th. Obviously, um, you know, terrible day in our history. We'll always remember. Um, it's always important to remember, you know, the first responders and all the people that lost their lives on this day. Damn, 22 years ago now. Um, it's crazy, man. But um, We are here. It is our first. Uh, it's not it is what it is Mondays yet. It's still overreaction Mondays, I think, fresh off the hills of week one. Um, excited, man. A lot going on. A lot to talk about. Nah, for sure, man. Like you said, a lot to talk about. Um, a lot of football yesterday. Um, college football on Saturday. You know, we got Coco Golf. We're going to talk some some tennis and what she was able to do. Um, and really, man, that's going to be the meat potatoes of the show today, man. Um, I know you're going to get to the, the Thunderdome and – and get settled. But until then, man, we'll get right into it. We're going to get this intro popping, man, and we're going to see y'all on the other side. Yep. So bad, must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas. When you got it from nothing, then hard times ain't so bad. Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. I put my life inside it. Yeah, I kept it silent. Yeah, I played the field. That's how I feel about it. We put numbers on the board. We always up the score. Yeah, we stuck to the plan and never ran. Now they can't see a man. Yeah, we talking. Man to man. They can't guard me. back we back we back again happy monday 9 11 um man the man pod i may be i'm and i got my calls d but man let's yes, jump into sir. it but man a lot That's a lot a lot going on this weekend um we talk you know football college football nfl football but also um in the in the tennis world we had uh Coco Golf, man. Uh Coco Golf. She's done it. She wins her first career major at the US Open. I know you talk about it all the time. Your neighbor, 
man. Just talk yeah. about what you though, what this what this win means for Coco Golf and our um exciting career up to this point. Man, it's incredible for her, man. It was dope to see they were throwing showing some throwback videos. I think when she was either either eight or twelve years old, uh being at, at the US Open and just watching it and, and just kind of bringing it to, to fruition. And now it's full circle. She's a champ. Uh, she earned it. She talked about, you know, the doubters. She talked about the pressure. She talked about all the different things. Um, but she's kind of accepting to it. And she showed her mental toughness and her grit and obviously her amazing athleticism and skill set at such a young age. So it's only the beginning of the road for her, man. I'm excited for it. I'm, I was uh, moving around on Saturday, so I couldn't watch her match. But I definitely wanted to watch it. Um, it's it just incredible. I feel like we're on a, 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 a – the beginning of a special, special rough Coco. Nah, no doubt, man. And um, they was asking it too, as far as like Serena Williams and trying to compare her to Serena. She was like, "Look, man, Serena's the goat, but they just to be in the, you know, um, the same conversation as Serena. You know, she said she looked up to her, and I said it last show we had. You know, um, I think that was before the semifinals or after she won the semifinals. Um, just for young black girls and just who's looking to get into the sport. And I just believe like representation is huge. Representation is big. So to be able to just sit down and see her accomplish um, all of this. And it's just crazy that I'm saying all of this because it is, I feel as though, feel as though early in her career, pretty sure she's going to be on the scene for a long time, man. But to see her win her first career major um, at the U.S. Open, man, that's, uh, that's, that's dope to see. Yeah, man, and that's one thing on the court always to see, you know, especially this young, but I feel like she's so – she's, like, mature. Yeah. You know, beyond her years, and you see her family is always in her corner. You see her pops. You see her mom. Uh, you know you know that they put in the work with her. So to see her kind of get to this uh, this top, and like you said, even at this point, she's had so many big uh, – so many big matches, so many prime time matches. Um, it's been amazing to see her, man. Uh she was on Saturday last night. You saw Djokovic going get another one. Um, I mean, shit, it's hard. It's hard to argue the, the, the GOAT conversation at that point uh, for him at the, on the men's side of things. Shit, I don't even think it's a conversation, my guy. <laughs> I don't think it's a conversation. And you talk about her parents, right? You talk about Coco Golf's parents and just um, just the time, the effort, the dedication that they got to put into it as well. Um, I know you have your little ones and your little ones are in activities as well. And I'm pretty sure, you know, just as far as how much it is to, to get them there, uh, to get them back home, do the homework, you know what I mean? Just be able to do that on a continuous basis, man. So again, shout out to Coco Golf, her, her entire support group, mom and dad, especially, because I know that's a lot, man, just to be able to have, uh, that support group, being able to look in the stands every match. Uh, every time you, you know, got a basketball game, football game to see your support system there, man. So um, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's dope, man. Love to see it. For sure. For sure. Also, man, before we jump into this, um, this wonderful day of uh, Sunday football we had yesterday, it's college football. And you had you and the guys. Hey. Texas. At Alabama, it seemed like the, <clears throat> the 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 scenery and the atmosphere was crazy. Um, I was on the sideline acting a fool, man. 
Tell the folks. And also, Matthew McConaughey was on the sideline tapping in with y'all. Tell us about that. Wait, what's, what's his name? Matthew. Matthew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Hey, that was uh that I, that was the highlight of the night for um for me for sure and for a lot of people. Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good? You good? Spectrum got you. Got you right. Um, uh, see, I got, I got, I got this little from Verizon. It's supposed to be five G everywhere, and I, I, I just feel like I got a feeling it ain't giving me five G right now. Hey, the spectrum, <laughs> the spectrum, the spectrum whooping your ass this morning. Oh, let me. My man D Buck gonna get right. So um D Buck gonna get right. But again, my four family, we back, we back. D Buck's jumping out the Uber and is going into the Thunderdome. That spectrum, man. It got us. Spectrum is undefeated right now. But but again, before uh we got cut off talking about the Texas and Alabama game. Um The Texas and Alabama game, uh, it was a it was a good showing, good showing. Uh, Texas was able to pull it out, 34-24 at Alabama. Obviously, game day was there. Pat McAfee is always bringing the energy. Had my guy D. Butt and the crew rolling with him. Um, Texas, I think they they are going to well, have a good showing, good showing this year. Uh, I haven't really tapped into the to the college football. Um, as much in the past, but but shit, with what Coach Prime is doing out there in Colorado, um, and just some some big names. You got some big names, good team over there, USC. Um, you know the U. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to talk too early, but you know you got some good teams out there doing some some good stuff. So again, ready to tap into that, see what it is. Um, Matthew McConaughey, yeah, I chopped that up. That's a um, that's a fine for AB early in the morning. But we gonna come back to this when um when D Buck gets back. Just wanna get his his opinion, man. His experience, obviously on the sideline there, uh, great atmosphere. But in the meantime, your boy, game two in the box, color analyst for HBCU Go, man. Um, another great experience. As always, you got to get the reps, got to get the reps. Got my guy, James Hadnot. You can see over there to my left, man, with the play-by-play. This week, uh, we had Clark Atlanta and Fort Valley State. Um, I'm going to ask you guys to tap in to, and watch these watch these games, HBCU games. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a HBCU grad myself, went to Howard University. Um, again, you see here, Fort Valley State 40. Um, Clark Atlanta, Panther 17. Um, it was a good game first half. Uh, Teller two halves. Um, both of these ga- both of these teams are in Georgia, um, hour away from each other. Um, Clark Atlanta in the heart of the the, the ATL. Uh, first half they went into the half tied 10-10. Then Fort Valley came back out, man, and and blew the doors off that. But again, man, um, I'm loving the experience in the box. You know, uh, it seems like, you know, when you listen to the games and you listen to the guys, you know, you got Greg Olson, you got McCordy doing it now. You know, you got you got a lot of guys that's <clears throat> former players 
that's um that's in the booth that's calling games um on the color analyst side and you know guys do a great job and you think hey man that's easy you know i can i can get up there you know i can get in the booth i can see the game i can talk about the game but then there's just so many nuances there's so many moving parts behind the scenes that you know you really had no idea as far as you know what was what's what really goes on and again this is my my second game calling um, you got to take the reps. You got to get better uh, week in and week out. You know, I watch, I listen to every game. I watch every game that I, that I've done so far and critique myself, man. But shit, that, that, that is not an easy go. It's not an easy go when guys are doing it. You know, you can tell like, okay, they've, they've had some reps, they had some practice, but to be able to talk, talk about the game, talk about what you're seeing, but then having somebody in your ear talking at talking to you and you got to keep going like that's that's that shit ain't easy. Um, and then again, pronouncing the name, Brad, like you said, and making sure, you know, um, you know, these young men, their families are watching the game. So, you know, you want to make sure when you are um, giving them that shine and you give them that notoriety and you trying to give them that exposure that you're pronouncing the names right and trying to do everything right. But. Again, man, HBCU, Go TV, um, Roku, Apple TV. You can download the app, HBCU Go TV. Um, tap in, tap in, man. How and, and and listen to your boy while he's on the. Um, I'm calling the games. As always, man, y'all get into the chat, ask some questions. We gonna. Um, We're going to get into some of these, these NFL games. Also in the chat, y'all let me know your surprises from, uh, from, from week one. What are like some of your biggest surprises? Tell me how your team did. Um, I was telling Tone, our producer, before we jumped on, I feel like one of the biggest surprises for me um, yesterday, uh, even though it, they lost the game, I feel like the Arizona Cardinals played better than I thought they were going to play. Again, I'm going to just you know, touch on some of these games, some of these points until D-Buck um, gets back so we can really jump into it. Uh, the, the Sunday night game was embarrassing. Uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, whooped, whooped on the, uh, the New York Giants. That shit was ugly from, from, from start to finish. There you go. There you go. Um, but again, that Dallas Cowboys, man, they, that was like big brother, little brother. I was su surprised about this game. I had the Giants winning first game at home, um, home opener. Um, shit. Daniel Jones got his bread. Dexter Lawrence got his bread. Um, if you want to say, say Quan got, say Quan got his bread. So I'm like, okay, this, this is going to be a good game. I'm thinking that, you know, New York was going to be able to come out and, and, and do some things, but that Dallas Cowboys front is real. Um, everybody in this league should pay attention to that front because they're fast. They get off the ball. Um, they raise havoc, man, and they they recreate the math. So, um, and then again, you know, Dak he did what he needed to do. Don't force, don't force the issue. There you go. You can hear me. We activated or what, man? Nah, we, we good money. We good money. Uh, we good uh, money. I just started going, started talking about, um, it was the first game, but I want to go back 
and uh, talk about this Texas and Alabama game, man. Um, you was on the sideline with the guys, Pat Mac, Pat McAfee and the boys. Um, just talk about, it, man. Talk about the experience, the atmosphere, man. How it was. Um, you had the mics there, man. How was it, man? The 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 college football experience, the SEC college football experience, that environment, man. I uh, got a chance to go to game day with Pat, and obviously watch him do his thing, and and see the fans kind of work their way up from the morning all the way to that to the to the night. Uh, the environment was crazy. They had all type of light shows, all type of stuff uh, throughout the game. Uh, but the Texas boys came to play, man. Uh, it, it, it came to play, and even before the game, you you can just look out on the field and see. Okay, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an even matchup. You talk to scouts, saw Big Chap out there. Okay, uh, okay. To Charge Choice, a couple of our teammates on both sidelines working on those different staffs. So got a chance to ask them some questions about some of the guys on their team, and um, a lot of the scouts out there were saying like, "Hey, Texas actually may be the more talented football team." So we knew we were gonna have a good uh, football game in our hands, but the environment, the uh, experience being out there on the field uh, for, for that mega cast uh, with, with Pat and the boys, man, it, 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 it was dope. From uh, and like I was talking about earlier, before that spectrum got me, uh, no, McConaughey, he was he was the highlight of, of the show, man. Being that he's such a passionate Texas fan, the minister of culture over there. Uh, we were just talking about Xavier Worthy making a big play and him connecting on the deep ball. And literally right after we said it, it happened. Like right in our face, right in our end zone. So yeah. um you couldn't you couldn't have wrote it up any better. But that 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 experience was dope, man. College football is all the way back. Um, and more importantly, you know, the men's league is all the way back. And I know you were already talking about some of the NFL stuff, so sure, we can yeah. jump right back into it whenever you want, man. But that yeah. was that was that was um, an unforgettable experience for sure. Nah, that's dope. But before we get back to the to the league, we have one more, one more game, man. Nebraska at Colorado, man. We've been talking about Coach Prime ever since he was at Jackson State. He left Jackson State, you know, myself, some other HBCU alums, man. We felt a certain type of way, but we still wanted to see the black man do well. You know what I mean? And again, yeah. he's at Colorado, took Travis Hunter, took Shador, took a lot of took a lot of play, not a lot, but took some of the players. Um, he was able to get a pretty decent recruiting class, and everybody was just asking, okay, what is Coach Prime gonna be able to do when he gets to Boulder, Colorado, and again, you can tell on the sidelines he's bringing everybody. You know, he had Cameron, he had uh, Michael Irv, he's had you know Warren Sapp. He didn't had everybody uh, come out there and, and show the support. Week one, they came out um, as an underdog against TCU, played well, um, and then week two, first home game, Nebraska, thirty-six fourteen. They came out and put put. Two back to back. What's your thoughts about this, man? How how long you think Coach Prime can keep this keep this train going? I think it's just beginning. It, it's just beginning. I thought the beginning of the season would be the the uh, the roughest patch for him, and uh, even the second game, they didn't they weren't even playing well. I feel like the first half they definitely weren't playing up to their standards. I know, uh, but Shador Sanders. He always seemed calm, composed, uh, you know, ready for whatever situation. Obviously, you got great players, great athletes, like you mentioned, pretty much completely flipped that roster over. Uh, but Coach Prime has done a great job uh, leadership-wise, coaching-wise. So, I, I mean, I don't really see it in the sight. You know, I think they will continue to get better when they bring top 
20 now, I think 18 was the, was the yeah. latest ranking I saw, oh <laughs> which is crazy. They've already exceeded their win total from last season. Um, so I, I think the hype will only continue, and I think more importantly, uh, the wins on the field uh, will only continue. And you just think about it, man. Coach Prime got the nation, got us watching, got black folks watching Colorado football. Like, who who, who would be watching Colorado versus Nebraska um, in week two? And then you got game day, you got big noon kickoff, all the big college shows will be there uh, going forward the next week. So uh, I'm excited about what's going on. I think it, it, it'll only get better. Yeah, so you look at, like, the next three games, right? The next game is Colorado State. Obviously, you got to go out there and play, but, you know, yep. going to that game, you say, okay, that, that should be a dub. And then um, they have Oregon. That will be, like, their – I'm not going to say first. TCU was was really, like, their first, you know, test. Yeah. Um, so they'll have Oregon, and then after that, they'll have USC. So these next three weeks, you know – Again, you know, it, it's going. It can show. It can show the trajectory of where Co- Colorado's season can go and how how it look for them. It's hey, it's, it's kind of playing out perfect for them though because you come out week one with, with a with a, a good opponent in TCU, right? They they on they just was in the national championship a few months ago. Obviously, a different roster, but a good football team, a good coach. You go out to TCU, you pass that test, you get the win. You go back home, pack out stadium. You get another big win. And now you kind of – you go play Colorado State, which you think will be a step down in competition. So it's it's kind of like almost like that week zero game a lot of these teams do. But you're getting in week three off the heels of two wins. And then you go into like, you know, probably what we assume will be the toughest matchups in their schedule with USC, uh, Oregon. I think you said Oregon State? Nah, nah. So the next three is Colorado State, Oregon – and then USC. Those are the next three. Yeah. Yeah. So Oregon and USC after that Colorado State. So it's kind of playing out perfect for them. All eyes will be on, especially that USC matchup with, um, so you think, two Heisman candidates at this point with Shador Sanders and Caleb Williams. But uh, I'm excited about what's going on out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I think it'll, uh, it's going to be dope, man. Um, so, again, man, shout out to Coach Prime. Shout out to uh, to the Colorado Team out there in Boulder. But again, um, NFL Sunday. It was uh exactly what we what we anticipated. A lot of a lot of good games. Um starting off on um on Thursday night. Thursday night, we wasn't we haven't been on here since this game ended. But Detroit at Kansas City. Um, I had Kansas City in this game. I think you picked Detroit. It was a lot of talk about you know Detroit coming into the year. Um, they finished the year off strong last year. They finished off strong. And then KC coming into the game, missing Chris Jones due to contract negotiations. And then Travis Kelsey, Hopper, extending his knee. Um, so having a, you know, a key player on both sides of the ball that was, that was gone. And then Detroit, again, they always going to cover the spread. That's one thing we do know about Detroit. But uh, your, your thoughts, man. One, 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 are you worried about Kansas City? Um Two, what, like, what was the the one thing that kind of really stuck out to you about the Detroit Lions? Their physicality, uh, their physicality, and and it was week one. Uh, and then you look at Sunday's slate of games too. I felt like, you know, kind of left a lot to be desired across the board. I think you can see 
the impact of a lot of teams not playing in preseason and, and how it's affecting, you know, week one, uh, starting out the game. But I think uh, the mindset for Detroit was to be physical and to be aggressive, and that, that's what they were. You saw that the fake punt inside their own 20, um, and they're kind of really taking on the personality of their head coach. And we, we talked about that team a lot. We talked about the staff with all the former coaches on it, how we're kind of rooting for them. Um, but uh, they surprised a lot of people. Uh, and there's no – it's no asterisk for me when it comes to winning the NFL. You know, it's a fine line. and It's hard to do week in and week out. I know the Chiefs are missing Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, but should everybody in there is getting paid. Everybody in there is pro. So um, for them, for the Detroit Lions to go into Kansas City on banner night and get that win, uh, that was big for, for the team, uh, big for the head coach, big for the quarterback, big for everybody. And then on the flip side, I don't. I don't think it's any any anybody sweating or worried about. Well, shouldn't be worried about the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes will figure it out somehow, some way, and, and get the best out of that group around them. They they definitely didn't show up on on, on uh, Thursday. Tony uh, Moore, MVS has had made some plays. Uh, Watson made some plays. Tight end room made some plays. But um, you know, I feel like everybody over there got to be better. Uh, what did you think about – I know we got the contract situation going on with Chris Jones. What did you think about him being in the building? That was wild in, to me. In, in, the, in the suite with his ages, man. What was your thoughts oh. on, the optic, on the optics of that? That was wild to me. So, like, I, when I saw that, I wanted to go to X and tweet, like, yo, like, I've, 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 never, I've never seen anything like that. Like, you know, having a contract negotiation, you know what I mean? Your guys is down there, you know, I, I, I get, you know, you still want to be there to support your guys, but him, for him to be in the building in the suite while the guys down there rocking, like, again, you know, I'm, we all for, we say it all the time, we all for, you know, guys getting their bread, but I just thought that, that was a little weird to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, still could have, you know, I I, I would have, if, if that's the, <clears throat> the route that I'm going to take, I'm going to shoot my guys a text, Yo, good luck out there. Do your thing. Ball out. But I'm I'm gonna be at the crib. I'm gonna be at the crib watching that game. What about you? Bad, bad, bad optics for sure. Um, I think what I think what he said was um, he wanted to be in there for banner night, and, and, I, and I never won a Super Bowl. I know you have, and we had Peyton Manning on the show last week, and he was talking about how like big that is, how important that is. Banner night, you know, you win it, you want to kind of be a part of everything that comes with winning that Super Bowl. He was talking more so about players on the field. We were talking about Travis Kelsey at the point, at that point. But, you know, Chris Jones, he said that that's he wanted to be a part of that. So I don't know if it was that. I don't know if he felt like that would give him more leverage, maybe with people saying, hey, man, we need to get Chris Jones down on the field. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was bad optics, though. It just didn't look good. I don't yeah. think it made, um, you know, made him look good. But, uh, you know, and shoot, that was that's a million. That was a million dollar suite on that night. You know, he, he gave up a meal, obviously, sitting the game out. Uh, but he's trying to be uh, – and he's earned it. He's earned it on the field. And he wants to be one of the highest paid defensive players in the league, as he should be. Nick Bosa, yeah. he just set a new record, um, getting, what, 34-year now uh, as a pass right. rusher. Brian Burns still trying to get paid. So, Chris Jones – Deservingly so, was trying to get his money, and he should. But you know, they didn't like the optics. But you know, it, it, it is. But when you pay a million dollars for that situation, I guess you can do what you want to do. 
No, that's a fact. That's a fact. So <clears throat> talk about Tony, man. Like it was it wasn't like one, it wasn't two. Like it was like multiple, multiple um drop balls. I'm talking about hitting hitting them right in the hands, um, in stride. And a lot of these, and obviously, you know, you just don't want to, you know, harp on one player, but shit, we gotta yeah. gotta hold gotta hold guys accountable, you know what I mean? Especially with Travis Kelsey not being out there. Um, I'm pretty sure he was expected to be one of those guys. Patrick Mahomes gonna lean on, try to find, get the ball in his hands, because we all know once you get the ball in his hands, shit, he's a playmaker. You know what I mean? He can make shit yeah. happen. But for him to drop those balls like that, man, it was just kind of pause. It was just it was it was it was surprising and alarming too, because it it was like key, key, key times in the game and key plays that could have either kept the chains moving or even him in space and that shit could have been to the crib. Yeah, it, it, it's rough. And like you said, you don't want to harp on it and make it about one guy. Uh, but when you play certain positions, wide receiver, corner, safety, uh, when you left tackle, like when you make that mistake, everybody going to see kicker, everybody going to have an opinion on it, especially when you make multiple mistakes. And then when you're on the other side of a player like Patrick Mahomes, because all eyes are going to be on you, even more so with Travis Kelsey being out. So it's like, hey, you know, who who are these other guys um, that's going to make an impact on this game? So for it to start, I know after the game he went and deleted his ex account, uh, which is probably not a bad decision uh, because that, that, could get over, <laughs> that could get overwhelming, especially because he was on there chirping a little bit at the Giants fans. But I – I got a sneaky suspicion he won't have to worry about hearing from the Giants fans for a few weeks. There might be a lot of Giants fans deleting their ex accounts too. But uh, yeah, rough rough night for him. But uh, another player that I think is talented, and I think he'll he'll figure it out and um, hopefully put this behind him and, and stack a bunch of good games uh, going forward. Because it was important. Patrick Mahomes came out at the game and said, "Hey, you know what? I haven't lost any confidence in Tony. Still gonna go at him. They're gonna need him to be a big player for him this year." No, nah, no, nah, without a what doubt, without on? a doubt. So. Looking forward to week two for both of them teams, Detroit 1-0, Kansas City 0-1, and see what they can do week two. Um, shit, next game, uh, <clears throat> division, divisional game, Atlanta Falcons, man, uh, Carolina Panthers. Obviously, we talked about, you know, the the rookie quarterbacks, Bryce Young um, leading the, the Carolina Panthers. It was some, you know, some talk as far as, you know, Atlanta Falcons, like what type of team were they going to be this year? Uh Pretty decent showing. And I know mm -hmm. at some point in this show, we're going to talk about the rookie quarterbacks, you know, Bryce Young, um, AR5, and CJ Stroud. Um, if you were able to watch any of this game, like what were some of your thoughts um, on, on on Bryce Young and um, how his first, first you know, showing was? He looked comfortable. I, obviously, he, he looked like, in my opinion, like, you know, like he belonged. Number one pick, uh, I think he'll be a good player for a long time. But I also think, you know, it's going to take time. Just like all these quarterbacks, kind of going to be a common theme. It's going to take time not only for him to continue to develop, but for them to build a, a good team around him. You know, um, yeah, I don't think he has that yet. But he, he, but he belongs. Bryce Young belongs. Obviously, he's small. You know, when, when he's going to be small the rest of his career, but he's figured it out up to this point to be the number one pick, so I think he'll continue to get better. And on the flip side, you know, Ritter, a lot of room for him to grow, too. You know, once again, young quarterback, he's the guy, um, but you got B. John Robinson behind him, and 
Bijan Robinson looked like he, you know, he he could be one of them ones, man. I know we talk about the running back position getting devalued and all that, but you saw Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs with the Lions. He didn't get a bunch of touches, but every time he got one, it was like, all right, I want him to get five more, right? Like right now, I want to see yeah. him touch the ball because of, of how special he looked. So, um, Gibbs, Bijan, I think uh, I think the Falcons gonna be all right, man. Um, Saints didn't look how good I thought they were gonna look week one, but I think these Falcons, uh, it's gonna depend on how Ritter develops that quarterback. Um, but they got they for sure got some talent out there, and then defensively, Jesse Bates, two of them things. Two of them things, man. Picking Two of them the quarterback. So uh, worth every penny of that big contract he got uh, this offseason. So uh, it'll be interesting, man. I think I think the Falcons, they, they they should be happy about what they got accomplished week one for sure. Man, to piggyback on what you said, right, so on, on two fronts, right, two young quarterbacks, you got, you know, Ritter and Bryce Young, and then to yep. talk about the running back position uh, for both of these teams, right? And I'm looking at them watching the game, and – for the for the for the Panthers, you got Miles Sanders and you got you got Hubbard, right? And mm-hmm. shit, Hubbard had sixty yards. Miles Sanders had seventy two yards. So just one hundred thirty yards from both of these these running backs. That's something that can help the young quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Not having to really go out there and throw it a bunch of times, even though he threw it for thirty eight times yesterday. Bryce Young yep. did. But being able to lean on the run game. Um, that will help them out and obviously be able to see, see the field. And then Riddle on the other side, like you mentioned, you know, Bijan Robinson. But then they had a rookie last year, had a thousand yards. You know what I'm saying? And he took he took the rock yesterday too. He had 15 for 75. So again, for these young quarterbacks, it's it's imperative that be able to lean yeah. on the run game so they can go out there and not have to win the game. You know what I'm saying? So um definitely interesting, man, to see how the how the Falcons will be able to, you know, continue out the, the rest of this year. But then Bryce Young, man, just to be able to see his maturation process throughout the year and see and see where he goes from there, from here on out. Yep. Man, a, another surprising one. Um, my Bengals, Joe Cool and, and company. Um uh Battle of Ohio, man. They uh they got whooped, man, by Cleveland. They got whooped, man. Um, really couldn't get it get it going. Um, shit, they the Cleveland Browns defense, man, had Burrow in check. but he had what 14 for 31 for, for 82 yards. Like we have ugly never heard that a stat line like that for Joe Burrow <laughs> in a minute, man. What uh ever is, is this is is the Cleveland Browns for real? It was it just a a, a, a bad one for, for Cincy. Um, like you said earlier, I don't care how you get them. I mean, yeah. it's very important to get W's um, any any way you can. But what was your thoughts, man, on on this whole this whole situation, this game? Yeah, uh, I think it was a combination of things for the Bengals uh, and for Joe Burrow specifically. You know, I, part of it is Russ. You know, we haven't he has he didn't get any not making any excuses, but barely any uh, live preseason action with the with the calf injury. Um, and then it was a little bad weather. So you saw both quarterbacks, you know, missing throws that I think we both are used to them making. Uh, but Cleveland figured it out. You know, when you're playing football, you got to deal with the elements. And I know you, you, you've spoken about playing in domes and doing different things. But when you're in that AFC North, all throughout the season, at any point in the season, you can get one of these games. So 
and the Browns figured it out. They figured it out defensively. They figured it out offensively. And they figured out a way to get another win. I think this is five in a row now, five or six in a row uh, against the Bengals at home. So uh, the Browns were confident coming into this game. Uh, they got it done. Deshaun Watson showed some glimpses of his old self. I don't think he's all the way back just yet. But uh, big win, and, and it's great. You start off the season in NFL with a division win, yeah. especially a team that you expect to be competing at the end, which I expect the Bengals to be. So it's a big win. You know, we'll, these teams will see each other again down the season, down the line. But a big, big win for the Cleveland Browns and the Brownies, man. Where this yeah. season off right. Man, that's and that's I'm not concerned you with said the Bengals, though. Or your guy. Yeah, no, nah, you said it, man. Just being able to get a, a win week one and it being divisional, like that's a, that's twofold. You know what I mean? So, again, uh, a lot of people are talking about Jim Schwartz and, the, you know, the D.C. for Cleveland Browns being able to limit this high-powered offense from the Bengals, man, uh, to three points. But, again, it's, all, it, it's the first one, obviously, for Cleveland. You can build off of this. Um, since he obviously go back to the drawing board, see what did we do good, what didn't we do good, what can we improve. What can we improve on week one to week two? You know, let, let, let's see what it is. But, um, shit, shout out to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you can't hate on hate on a, on, on a good dub like that. Where's your panic? Where's your panic meter, uh, you know, right now with your, with your Cincinnati Bengals? Shout out to Joe Burrow, too, becoming the highest paid quarterback and highest paid player in the NFL. He's, I think, 219 Man, for shit. the guarantee of his deal, 55 million a year average. Shit is getting crazy, but no, um, no panic, no panic right now. It, it's game one. Um, it is, it was alarming though. 14 31 for only 82 yards. That's something that I didn't expect. But to your point, no excuse, no explanations. He didn't play in preseason. Um, mm -hmm. so again, we, we'll see how it goes, but um, no panic as, as of right now. All right. Um, going to. One of our favorite uh, – one of our teams, man, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, at home against um, Divisional Four, Jacksonville Jaguars. I had – I think we both had Jacksonville winning this game. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> a lot of, lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement. Um, Anthony Richardson, uh, new era um, in Naptown. Even though Jacksonville won um, – I thought the Indianapolis Colts played some really, really good ball. Um, and they easily could have won this game. Um, easy could have won this game. I feel as though the two highlights in this game was, one, the play of Anthony Richardson, and mm -hmm. two, the play of the defense. Um, Anthony Richardson, again, being able to, you know, move the chains with his legs, um, was able to get in the end zone, um, looked like a design run call for him. And um, just, you know, managing the game, not doing anything too crazy. He did throw one pick. Um, probably me uh, misdiagnosed the coverage. It looked like a cover two. Looked like a levels play. Yeah. Um, the corner just mm -hmm. did a good job, you know, sinking, getting under that under that overall or seven round, whatever it was. But um, big picture, man, I think the Colts are in, in great hands with Anthony Richardson um, at the quarterback position. Yeah, I feel the same way. And this was the game uh, I was at, you know, got – Came right back to Indy after the uh, the Bama Texas game, and was able to be in the stadium, and uh, you know being there with Pat and the boys. They said first of all, before the game even started, like oh this 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 feels this feels different. You know we haven't felt like this in the stadium 
uh, in a while. And uh, Anthony Richardson, his reception, first of all, seeing him, you know, seeing him up, uh, up close in person, he, he looks like one of them, one of them guys. He looks like a guy you want leading your team out, you know, athletically, physically, you know, how he interacts with his teammates and things like that. But the crowd, I mean, loved him. Uh, loved yeah. him. And he came out and he, and he played, he played composed. He played composed for a rookie. Um, you know, that's a good defense uh, on the Jacksonville side. Good football team, I think, on, on, on Jacksonville side. So it was a good test at home to start the season off. And like you said, a lot of positive. Uh, defense played well. Uh, for yeah. the most part, I think at the end, we, we, we let up a little bit more than we liked. But uh, our former guest, man to man alum, Zaire Franklin, watching him, man, dog, 4 4, he got yeah. his opportunity. And I don't think he'll. I don't think we'll look back. I see more. I see Pro Bowls. I see all that in his future, man. He was just. I felt like he was moving, like a step faster than everybody else um, on the field. So to see him, the Forrest Buckner, you know, making huge plays. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Richardson once again, like you said, moving the chains with his legs, making good throws, made some bad ones too. But that's expected uh, for a rookie quarterback. But. Um, Need help around him, man. Need more help around him. MPJ uh, had, a, had a good game wide receiver, Michael Pittman. Uh, barely any production from the running back room, though. None. You know, barely, and a part of that is on the offensive line, of course. But it also showed, once again, I don't know where Jonathan Taylor was. I don't know if he was in the suite with his agent. But, man, we, we need to wait out there but behind or on the side of Anthony Richardson. Uh, sooner than later, it's expected that he'll be passing his physical soon. And it still talks about he may be potentially be traded uh, once he comes off PUP after these first four weeks. But definitely need him out here. I think he'll only help Anthony Richardson grow. But I I'm excited about the Colts and their future. I really am. I like Shane Steigen. I like his fire on the sideline. I like how he has the guys playing. I like defense and how they're looking with Gus Bradley. And um, I just think it's obviously a lot of room for growth for our offense. Uh, but I'm excited about uh, the the quarterback that we got leading the ship. Nah, that's a fact. And right here, man, uh, <clears throat> NFL Rookie Watch uh, on X, you know, Anthony Richardson, his day, his stats from yesterday, 24 for 37, 223 passing yards, 40 rushing yards, two total touchdowns and one interception. Um, that was the most total yards by any rookie quarterback um, for, for yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. He, he he showed that he can get it done, man. And, and to your point, everything that you said, I agree with as far as um, getting JT back. Um, I think that will that will help him a lot as well. That will help the the passing game as well. Just being able to, you know, have having the opposing defense, having to put an extra guy in the box. Um, yeah. so, you know, the receivers can have them one on ones, making making them win they one on ones. So. Something to build off of on, you know what I mean? And and, and the defense, like you said, was flying around. Uh, I think something that was interesting was that after the game, um, Anthony Richardson took a hit. And mm -hmm. uh, I think Gardner, he, well, he came in for, you know, for a little bit. And after the game, uh, Trevor, they say Trevor, you know, gave him a little, <laughs> some, some, some pointers. Like, look, man, get down. You know, you don't want to take those unnecessary Sorry. hits. You know, it's a little different up here versus, you know, last year when you was in the college ranks. You know what I mean? So, again, even though, you know, divisional divisional rival, being able to pull the young guy, a uh, young boy aside and say, look, man, you know, you, you you big big guy, but you don't want to take them them unnecessary hits. Obviously, the team's going to need you. 
So that's real. Yeah, that's man. That's real. And one more graph uh, to put up this is from Alex Golden, um, NBA coach, quarterback debuts. Obviously, you got the sheriff Peyton, his first game, 21 37, 302 yards, one pass and touchdown, three picks. Um, Andrew Luck, he went 23 for 45, <clears throat> excuse me, 309 passing yards, two rushing attempts for nine yards, one passing touchdown, three interceptions, and one fumble. And then, obviously, we just uh, spoke about Anthony Richardson. So, again, another a, a good day for him. A good day for him. Good good day, man, for sure. I, I, like I said, I, I feel good about it. I know for sure the fans uh, feel good about Anthony Richardson. And, uh, you know, being able uh, to talk to, you know, all the people that we know behind the scenes with the Colts from, I mean, from the top down. I saw some people in the ownership room, from the front office, and everybody kind of was on the same page, like, hey, this is a guy. We're, we're, we're excited about him, but we're also going to be patient. We know it's going to take some time, and everybody yeah. understands that. And then at the same time, you got to continue to build around him too. But uh, the relationship with Shane Steichen, head coach, and him, they got a, they got a good relationship, so that's important. But uh, I'm excited, man, and, and it was good to be in, in Lucas Oil and kind of feel that energy, hear, you know, hear it, feel it. Uh, it, it, it felt good, man. So I'm excited about about our future, man. He'll, he'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And uh, these these rookie quarterbacks around the league, like you said, we're going to talk about it. We already talked about two, yeah, uh, with Bryce Young and uh, AR five. Um, but it's it's a it's a it's a big step up, and um, these guys look like they're prepared for it. Nah, for sure, for sure. We can move on and try to run through the a couple of these um these other games um before yes, we get out of here. But this um. This Tampa Bay Minnesota game uh, again. I think I picked Minnesota. I think you yeah. picked Minnesota as well. You know, with Tampa Bay, some things going on. You know, Baker Mayfield is uh, under under center now, and uh, kind of surprising. I think one thing I kind of knew that the Minnesota defense was going to struggle a little bit. Obviously, Dalvin Cook moved on. Um, so just trying to see where this Minnesota Vikings scene was at, and then with with, with Tampa Bay, like. What was going to happen? You know, uh, Tom Brady is no longer there. What's going to happen with that team? Obviously, a good game. Um, Justin Jefferson had a another magnificent game as far as stat wise. Um, nine for one fifty. <laughs> yeah, he he went nine for one fifty. But again, um, any thoughts? Any takeaways uh, from this game? Man, uh, Baker played well. You know, Baker played well. He made some big throws. He he he. You know, he's always played with that fire. Uh, but he, he played well uh, um, between the lines. He played good quarterback for his team last night. Still a lot of studs. Still some studs on that Bucks defense. Um, expected a better showing from from the Vikings. Like you said, Justin Jefferson had a huge game. Most of that came in the first half. Uh, and then in the second half, you know, didn't didn't have that type of production. So, as, as always, you know, teams' defenses make adjustments, and the Vikings weren't able to figure it out. Jordan Addison had a big play, a rookie receiver. Um, so it was cool to see that. Uh, week one, uh, so I know that's what the Vikings are saying. Hey, we got to get back to the drawing board, fix this, fix that. Brian Flores, you know, calling the shots on defense right now. I think they are still still devoid of talent over there on that defensive side to compete week in and week out. And I think that's why a lot of people were out on the Vikings coming into this year, even though yeah. they were a year removed from winning 13 games. Uh, but I was shocked to see um, the Tampa Bay Bucks come out of there with a win. Yeah. So, 
don't know. Tam- uh, Minnesota, man, they got to figure something out. You know, see Tampa can get this thing rolling. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, talk about that. They He was looking for an extension. Tampa Bay say, hey, look, we're we not extending you. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we'll have to see how that whole conversation will go throughout the year and see if Mike yeah. Evans is back. But, you know, he had a solid game as well. But, um, yeah. you know, we'll see. On to the next one, man. Tennessee at New Orleans. Um, tight game. You mentioned it earlier. Um New Orleans didn't really come out week one and play like we thought they would have. Um, mm-hmm. New quarterback over there as well, Derek Carr. Um, good to see Michael Thomas back out there um, on the field. Um, Chris Olave had a, a great game. On the flip side, man, Tennessee, man. Tannehill had three picks. Had three picks. I know it was all, you know, some conversation, you know. I don't know how long they can keep him <laughs> – at that position, man, throwing three picks. You know, you got Derrick Henry, man. You got D Hop over there. Um, you got the young boy Trey Trey Bugs, man. So, starting with the Tennessee Titans, man. Again, overreaction, overreaction Monday. This is where we at. Ryan Tannehill throw three picks. When do you start calling for the for the young gunner? I mean, the young gun. I don't even think Will Levis was active. Man, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Gotta be honest. Uh. Was never was wasn't haven't been high on Tannehill for some years now, but uh, wasn't high at all on Will Levis in this draft either. And we saw him, you know, a lot of people expect him to go first round. He went second round, uh, and it's a brand new start for him, right? So I'm not gonna put that on him. I don't expect him to to uh, you know stink it up from day one. But I don't think Mike Vrabel is thinking like, hey man, I got this this young dog in the wings. It's gonna be hard to keep him off the field, but. Ryan Tannehill is not not doing himself any favor. Malik, Malik Willis didn't look good last year. Looked good in the preseason, you know, for whatever that's worth. Uh, but man, it's surprised that this game was even this close. And honestly, honestly though, I think the Titans still should have won this game. I think they got robbed uh, with that uh, fumble that Byron picked up and ran back for a touchdown that yeah. they called an incomplete pass. Right, and the Saints right. ended up getting three there. So uh, I I think they were hoes with all that being said, but uh, it's week week one. It's Maybe overreaction it's Monday, uh, deep but we got to overreact, it, man. It, it's week. I mean, saying top ten Tannehill stinks. I don't even think that would be overreaction. I mean, we Tannehill. I don't Damn. think he's been a good quarterback. We've been talking Damn. about him being replaced in Tennessee for some years now. Derrick Henry, he looked back to kind of his old self. Uh, D Hop. I wonder if he is second-guessing his decision of going to Tennessee. Marshawn Lattimore had a nasty pick this game, uh, yeah. undercutting that, that uh, over route. So, um, yeah, this this game was uh, kind of a stinker, though. I, I expected the Saints to come out and look better than this. But they, they snuck out with a win, man. That's all that matters in this league, man, getting that dub, especially week one, and they got it done. I'm going to answer that question for you as far as D-Hop. I'm going to answer for D-Hop. Hell, yeah, I'm second-guessing <laughs> myself. I'm I'm gonna answer that question for you, D. But hell yeah, I'm second guessing myself. Like he knew better. But he hey, it is what it is. That's water under the bridge now. Um, so you know, <laughs> we'll keep posing. Tannehill, when you play our coach, man, you know, throw them three picks. Uh, next game, man, we got San Francisco. They traveled to Pittsburgh, played the Steelers, man. Um, the Niners are real. Brock Purdy is real. Um, all that shit over there is 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 real, man. Thirty to seven, they came out. 
whooped up on Pittsburgh. Um, it wasn't a game from the start. Uh, you, I, I picked the Niners in this one. I think you you picked the uh, you picked the Steelers. Yeah. In uh, any thoughts on this, man? Um, Brandon Ayuk, he had a a big game. Uh, Brock Purdy had a had a had a monster game. Any thoughts, man? Christian McCaffrey, monster yeah. game. Uh, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers are good. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers picked up right where they left off. Um, obviously, before the Brock Purdy injury, uh, most people expect that, hey, it's going to be 49ers and the Eagles um, facing off and whoever going to win, go to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. It happened. Purdy gets hurt. And then the question is, okay, this is a rookie year. This is the first few games. You know, people didn't really know him. How is he going to be as the guy? And it's only week one. But we had overreact, and 49ers looked like they could be the best team in football this year, uh, honestly. You know, when you look at that roster, that defense on every level, obviously Bosa, Warner, uh, Tuofanga, I believe, Huofanga on on the back end who had a pick. I mean, and then offensively, we just talked about all the names. Ayuk, honestly, looking like wide receiver one. Obviously, was an unbelievable weapon, but you got Ayuk. Kittle, Debo, C-Mac, the O-line. So, 49 is a stack, man. Uh, you know, me trying to be – this is try, This is one of them picks where I'm like, let me see what everybody else not seeing. Let me right. – pick it did look good. The preseason pick. T.J. Watt out there. Bosa may not. Yeah, I'm going to go steal this here, man. I'm looking at that game probably – Three minutes into it, like, what the, what, what the hell was I thinking, man? But, uh, yeah, Niners, Niners. Just look different. Yeah, just trying to be different. That's one of the ones just trying to be different, uh, you know, uh, trying to think outside the box. But uh, they, they put my eyes right back in that box. Hey, man. Me. But uh, it, what's, what's crazy, though, all these players we talking about, all these contracts, San Francisco opened up the season with the most salary cap in the NFL. Like, I don't know how they worked that out, but uh, – that's the case, but they look damn good, man. Hey, and but you got to think about it. Their quarterback is on his rookie yeah. deal, so you know that Maybe. that's yeah. that that plays a big part. Um, shout out to Steve Wilkes, man. These deep defensive coordinator over there, um, in San Francisco, seems like they didn't miss a beat with you know D'Amico Ryan's leaving and taking a head coaching job in Houston. So uh, again, man, San Francisco looked damn damn good. We already know Pittsburgh; they're gonna bounce back. Led by Coach uh Coach uh Mike Tommy. You know they going they gonna bounce back. But again, man, they took they took one to the chin uh yesterday. Yeah, man. That that was yeah, I mean I expected a good game. That was a beat there. It's 37. I don't even know if it was that close, honestly. Nah, it was it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um this this game, Arizona at Washington. Um, and I told Tone, this is one of the games that it was a little surprising to me just with all the all the things that was going on with with Arizona. Um mm-hmm. Colin Murray is out. Um, you know, traded traded a you know a few players here, you know, a couple weeks before the season. It kind of looked like Arizona was just like, you know what? We 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 throwing this throwing it in, throwing a towel in before the season even start, but they came out and played some some really, really competitive football mm-hmm. uh, against the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders, they have, if you look on the paper, they have some talent on both sides of the ball. You look on the offensive yeah. side of the ball, 
He got some threats out, out there um, at the rece- receiving position on defense side of the ball. Their front probably one of the, the, uh, the best um, in the game. But, again, Arizona Cardinals, man, they came out here um, yesterday and they, they played some competitive ball. Josh Dobbs got the starting um, mm-hmm. start nod. Did you uh, did you see any of this game at all? Yeah, it was on. I was uh, watched some of it. Uh, Dobbs, though, shout out to Dobbs being out there and getting out there and competing in week one. You know, you only expect him to get better. He don't have a ton of snaps under his belt as an NFL quarterback either. Uh, but like you said, man, everybody expected too. The the Commanders were seven point favorites in this game. They ended up winning, but seven point favorites—that's a big line for week one. So nobody expected the Cardinals to really be in this game, and they competed to the end, man. So we always know what well, we always think—at least the players, players for sure. But the players and coaches don't really get that that tanking message. You know, they're out there coaching for their jobs week in and week out, and you're out there playing for your jobs. Uh, week in and week out as a player. So the guys showed up. They competed. Um, the commanders, they found a way to get a dub, though. So shout out to Sam Howell starting his uh, his era, I guess, with a win, man. That was, uh, that was, that was big for him. And, uh, you know, that city, that area is looking for a good football team. So we'll see if uh, Coach Ron Rivera and the new ownership group can uh, bring it to him. Yeah, I think this is the first game that sold out um there and in some time man so again the fans they got some they got some diehards out there i, I can say that the washington commanders whatever you want to call them, well they're the commanders but you yep. know they they have some diehard fans those fans they've been they're waiting for um a good season man so it's interesting you know to see how how this season will play out for, for them and then also on, on, for the cardinals what's gonna happen like how how is this season going to end for them? So we'll definitely keep our uh, eye open for that as well. So, yep. <clears throat> we talked about rookie quarterbacks getting their start. C.J. Stroud uh, for the Houston Texans getting their start against the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. Um, Baltimore was able to get it done. Uh, game twenty five and nine. Uh, Baltimore Ravens losing one of their their studs in the backfield though to a, um, a Achilles injury. J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Um, any thoughts here, man? Zay Flowers had a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. Nine for seventy eight. Lamar, um, you know, still he seventeen for twenty two. Um, so he threw he threw an interception. He lost a fumble. So obviously got to control. Um, control yeah. those turnovers, man. But um, CJ Stroud, twenty-eight for forty-four. I don't like rookies' first first game regular season have to throw that much. But um, thoughts, man. Good, uh, good, good or bad. I saw I saw some glimpses of CJ, and that's what you want to see, especially uh, at this point in the in the in the whole thing. Rookie quarterback first start against you know Ravens ain't no slouches on defense. Um, so you saw some glimpses. And I think I think they'll 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 get better. Once again, looked like he belonged um, on the field. You talked about Lamar. Uh, he said it after the game too, man. Ru- hey, rusty is, and he bleeped it out. So shoot, probably, who knows what it was? But he was rusty as shit out there. So yeah. turnovers, got to take care of the football. Um, new offense, new players. Zay Flowers excited about him. Was excited about him coming in to the season, and uh, even more excited about him as a player after week one. Um, Odell Beckham is always good to see him playing football as well. They played without Mark Andrews. 
Um, but they had they got some, some already after week one some major injuries yeah. uh, that this Ravens team is dealing with again. J.K. Dobbins towards Achilles, he's going to be out for the season. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, I believe, hurt his knee. Uh, Marcus Williams towards Pet. So he could be out for an extended uh, time. That's their uh, big-time safety they paid, I believe, going into last year. Um, I'm not sure if it's another injury as well, but those those are a lot of big major injuries. I don't think – did Marlon Humphrey – Marlon, yeah, he didn't – he he had uh, surgery a few weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah, he out for a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, so that's – like you said, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, so big big injuries, and uh, obviously, you know, you just got to figure out things. But I, I, you know, the injuries are what concerns me the most. I think the Ravens, play wise, they have the talent, they have the coaches, they'll figure it out as far as the X and O's and, and scoring points. And Lamar Jackson, he wins games. When he's out there, he wins games. He finds a way to win games. Didn't play well to his standards, but he's gonna win. But uh, these injuries, man, big injuries, week one, and I feel ter- especially terrible for J.K. Dobbins, man. Exactly. I feel like he done been through. The ringer already in, in his early career, man. It, it, it's tough, especially for him playing that running back position. Yeah, position. Too, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, Ravens found a way to win. Uh, I think we probably both picked them to win this game. Uh, I've had the Texans covering once again. No, I don't think I did. I, I think I had uh, Baltimore money line and the spread. But smart man, you know. Um, Green Bay. At Chicago, Green Bay, Chicago, man, um, another you know divisional, divisional rival. Green Bay going on the road. Jordan Love taking the snaps for Green Bay. Then you know Justin Fields, another young quarterback over there, Chicago, looking for him to make some leaps um, this year. Jordan Love looked good. Jordan Love. I want to ask good. you right now, man. It's overreaction Monday. Do the Packers have another guy? Is it going from Favre to A-Rod? And is Love right now, based on what you saw week one, is Love one of them dudes, man? He's one of them dudes, man. I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? Because I think if you look at all those transitions, man, I feel like they did it the right way, right? Brett Favre, future Hall of Famer. You got a young quarterback. You know he has talent. But, hey, take your time. It's no rush. You're going to have a long career. Just see how it's done. You know what I mean? Being able to sit in those um, those meet rooms, being able to hear just the changes, how you're able to see different things. And again, with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, you know, future Hall of Famer. Jordan Love, okay, we feel as though we have our guy, but it's no rush for us to get him in the game. And now I just feel like it's perfect timing for him being able to be be comfortable um, within his playing ability. Uh, obviously, the, the play callers, they know what he can and what he cannot do. Uh, play to his strengths, and again, you know, he went out there, and it was it was like clockwork. You got your you got your running backs, you got Aaron Aaron Jones, you got Dylan. You know, uh, it it looked good, D. But hey, overreaction Monday. I feel like they got him one. They got a guy. I'm right. <laughs> I'm with you. And like you said, they they have done the transitions right. And a lot of times we talk, and, and you'll say, which is almost like you think about it, it's like an old school mentality now. You draft the guy and you give him time to actually develop and wait, and you put him in there when it's time. And uh, the Packers 
their motto, I guess, is draft the quarterback when you don't need one. Like, that's yeah. the best time to draft him. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers was still – he won two MVPs since Jordan Love has been in the league. Brett Favre was still a good quarterback when Aaron Rodgers was drafted. And now Jordan Love got the keys. And uh, he looked—he—he he looks like – he like you said, he, he's one of the ones. Romeo Dobbs looked great. Yeah. Receiver in his second year. We know Christian Watson missed this game. Uh, Aaron Jones, I think he uh, he had a hamstring uh, injury, but you know he he made some big big plays, and then defensively. Now, part of it is it's so reaction Monday, but Justin Fields stunk it up out there. He 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 stunk it up out there, staring some things down. But defensively up front, on the second level, on the back end, Jair Alexander, you know, strapping up DJ Moore. Like mm-hmm. the defense looked good too, and that's. We always talk about the things that a young quarterback needs, a running game and a defense. And uh, both of those things showed up for the Green Bay Packers uh, yesterday. So uh, you got to be excited about uh, about the Packers if, if you're a fan of them. And uh, the Packers are used to beating up on the, the Bears, so it's nothing new from that standpoint. But uh, seeing Jordan Love go through his progressions, look as comfortable as he did, man, that was yeah. a very, very positive sign for the beginning of the Love era. For sure. Out in Green Bay. And one thing you, you talked about, like DJ Moore, I thought we was going to get a heavy dose of DJ Moore, even though you say he got a, a great corner on the other side of Zaya Alexander. But I thought I would have saw uh, uh, ways to get DJ Moore uh, the ball, you know, whether it's, you know, now passes, some type of uh, wide receiver screens or whatever the case may be, because he is a playmaker. Once he, when he get the balls in his hands, he can, yep. he can make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, I just thought they would have been more creative of uh, finding ways to get him the ball just because in preseason shit, you've seen it. You know, he was able to get it get it going. You know what I mean? But, yep. again, you know, game one, but it's overreaction Monday here. Uh, J-Love is that guy. Um, mm-hmm. So, we, 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 I'm excited to see how he will be able to finish this year out. Yeah, man. Speaking Long of overreaction. Say it again. Nah, a lot of people in here appreciate y'all joining week one. Overreact. Hey, don't overreact to this internet connection, okay? This, this shit know, crazy. Week one, this shit you crazy, but <laughs> it used to be me. Been on the road. Hey, I, I, hey, it's on, it's on me. We got to figure it out. I thought I, thought I, I thought I took the necessary steps with that bum-ass little Wi-Fi block I had with Verizon, but um, we'll figure it out next week. Uh, I should be hardwired in. Straight from a hammer down studio, plugged into the mics, into the camera. So uh, I appreciate y'all dealing with it and powering through week one. Uh, but uh, just like this NFL week, you know, this uh, internet connection on mine is leaving a lot to be desired. But, you know, we're going to get through it. Spectrum, Spectrum, Bud Crawford, D-Butt, Spence. But right. on t- the next, uh, Las-, Las Vegas at Denver. Las Vegas at Denver, this was uh, – this was a close one, another divisional matchup. Um, Jimmy G uh, <clears throat> leading them boys out there in Vegas, man. Um, Sean Payton coming over. The Denver, Russell Wilson, you know, had a tough year last year. Why, which which Russell Wilson was we going to get this year, man? And motherfucking Sean Payton came out on his 2010 uh, New Orleans Saints versus Indianapolis Colts, Super Bowl 44 out of the half. Crazy. Time. Onside kick. Onside kick. Crazy. He he dropped him and was like, look, this is how we're going to start the season off, man. So, 
again that and they and they was able to recover it too. So yeah. Um, one thing I will take away from this game is that Russell Wilson looked like Russell Wilson of old. He looked way better than what he did um, in stretches last year. Um, but I mean, really, that was you know Jimmy G. You know he, he looked pretty good. Was able to, uh, to connect with Devontae Adams a few times. But uh, I think the main takeaway was Russell Wilson, for me, that he looked like Russell Wilson of old. Yeah, he did. And he was cooking, especially in that first half. Uh, now, only 16 points on the board, so definitely got want to put more points on the board if you're Sean Payton, if you're Russell Wilson. But it was good to see Russ already look, you know, light years ahead of how he looked last season. Just didn't just look kind of like a shell shot version of himself week in and week out last year. So it was good to see that. Uh, Jimmy G, finding a way to win. I think this was the only AFC West team to get a win uh, in week one. The Chiefs lost. Obviously, the Broncos lost here. And then the Chargers lost to my Miami Dolphins. So, uh, well, my Chargers lost to my Miami Dolphins. So, uh, I think this is the only team. That's crazy. (laughs) This is the only team to get a win in the AFC West. So, uh, you know, all Jimmy G does is – is win, man. Yeah. Got another one. Yep, yep. As we run through these last couple games, man, Philadelphia at New England. Uh, this was a this was a close one. This was a close one. Philly jumped out on them boys, jumped out on New England to an early lead. Uh, New England was able to, you know, claw back, get back into the game. Um, and it kind of it, it went down all the way to the wire. Uh, New England was driving to take the lead. Receiver couldn't get that other foot down. Um I was surprised by New England. Um, I, I thought Philly was going to come in here and, and win convincingly um, and get back on the bus, get back on that plane and head back uh, to Philly. But uh, New England, man, they fought. They, they And they, they were in the game until the end. Yeah, they were. Uh, closer than I expected. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense didn't look great. Uh, big play slay. Got him another pick six to start the season off uh, yep. right. Um yeah, man, it was it was uh Peppers with a big hit, forcing that fumble late with Jalen Hurts giving the Patriots another chance. You know, you expect the Patriots to fight, especially in Foxborough on Tom Brady night. Uh, shout out to Brady Ben Honor and uh, Robert Kraft saying he's waving the waiting period to go into the Patriots Ring of Honor. Yeah. He's going in next summer, you know, as he should. Uh, so that was cool to see, you know, Brady back in the building. Um, you know, he how he left and. Being able to come back, put the jersey back on, and have the fans show them that love—that was dope. But uh, Patriots—they fought, but uh, Eagles got the win, an ugly win. And I think the Eagles—I think once again, almost kind of like a Week Zero game for them, figuring out not not bunched a bunch of preseason snaps for the quarterback. But uh, I think he'll he'll be back in his groove next week. But uh, found a way to get it done. Hey, answer this for me as a DB, right? We talked about Jesse Bates er- uh, earlier. First game of the year, you got two picks. Uh, big play, Slay had a pick six. Like, as a DB, game one, you get them big plays. I know typically, you know, you go in, like, yo, I want, like, four of them things this year. You know, mm-hmm. I want five. Like, as a DB, like, how does shit – how does that set the tone for you as far as, like, the rest of the year? Like, oh, shit, it's about to be a good one. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's yeah. your thought? Like, especially with the Jesse Bates coming out the gate and grabbing two of them. How how how, how does that – how's your mentality for the rest of the year? 
And especially when you get a win too, you know. But you come out, um, and because in the off season, it's all you know. You set your goals, your individual goals, obviously your team goals. You put in the work, the weight room on the field, and then when you see it translate to that field immediately, it's like okay, yeah, I, 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 I'm on to something. This is gonna be one of them years. And even within the game, when you start off the game with a big play, a big hit, you kind of had that that glow to you almost. So uh, it, it's a it's an incredible feeling. I know for for all those guys out there to slay to get back in the end zone. Bates, like you said, two picks in his first game. Uh, that definitely sets the tone for a great, great year. And uh, those are two great players uh, that we expect to have another big year in the NFL this year. Yeah. Um, this uh, this Rams, Seattle, like this was a surprise, another surprising one to me. Obviously, a uh, divisional matchup. This division is always tough. All these teams always they play each other tough. Uh, yeah, the Rams on the road, um, in Seattle, 30 to 13. Um, I picked I picked Seattle to win this one. Um, the Rams, man, got something to prove. Uh, last year wasn't the year that they. They thought they were gonna have, but uh they got something to prove. Aaron Donald <laughs> still looked like AD, looked like one of the best defensive players in the league still. Um Cooper Cup was missing, but then you know, guy stepped up, rookie stepped up, had a big, had a big time game uh yesterday. Mm-hmm. Any over we I'm overreacting. Is Seattle <laughs> is is is, is did, did we think Seattle was something that that they weren't? You know, obviously, you know they still got some big names over there. Geno got paid. You got DK. Um, you know, Diggs. You know, man to man alum. You know, Julian Love mm-hmm. on that defense side of the ball. Jamal Adams should be coming back to that defense soon. Um, Woolen. You know, you you got some dogs over there. Um, for Seattle, Wagner back over there, like. So, like, like, what happened? Especially, I'm not especially a Pete Carroll coach team, a veteran team. Like, what happened, D. Buck? Hey, is it was this the case of fool's gold? Did they just have a run last year? Did Gino just have a run? Hey, uh, you know what? I ain't gonna react to to this game. This game one loss. It is a, in my opinion, a bad loss to let the Rams come in your house and get this win. No Cooper Cup. Um, Matt Stafford came and made plays defensively. They made plays, but this is bad. Second half, I don't think Geno Smith in the offense had a passing yard in the third quarter. Like going into the fourth quarter, they were like negative one passing yard, which is insane when you look at those weapons that they have. But I, I, I still think the Seattle Seahawks are a good football team, as crazy as it sounds. Um, but this is a bad loss. This is a bad loss at home. And that was kind of a theme starting off with the Chiefs. A lot of teams, um, I think every team in the 4 o'clock window that was at home lost. Uh, and you go back and a lot of the home teams did not hold on, hold down home field advantage. So uh, it was crazy to see, but uh, this this was another one. Uh, Lombo called this one. Mike Lombardi called this one from a mile away. But um, – Sean McVay, shout out to Sean McVay because you look at that roster. Who? Sean McVay, head oh. coach for the Los Angeles Rams. You look at that roster, one of the youngest rosters in football. 
we know they went all in for the Super Bowl a few years ago where it was, it was, it was fuck them picks. And uh, it's come out and get a, a win week one. Whatever he's preaching in that locker room, in that building, uh, players are now buying in a lot more. So um, shout out to Rams getting a big, big win on the road. Once again, in the division to start the season off. That's, uh, that's big. Huge win. Huge win. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you was excited about this this matchup. Two of your many teams going head-to-head. Um, Miami Dolphins, man, at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, man. I know D-Buck was on the edge of his seats not knowing how to how to act in this one. Um, Miami Dolphins, man, being able to go on the road um, and get a huge win um, against Los Angeles. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a, a, a crazy game, 215 receiving yards. Uh, as far as uh, on the Chargers side, Austin Eckler, he had a he had a huge game, yep. um, you know, out, out of the backfield. Any takeaways, man? I, I know with, with Tua, Tua played really well. Um, Waddle um, played good. Um, you look at, you know, um, the Miami Dolphins defense, you know, uh, not having Jalen Ramsey, but that Vic Fangio defense, man, at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the game, dialing up some pressures and shit like that. Like, what were your takeaways from from – Two of your mini teams right here, man. You know, hey, you give, know, two. This is gonna be the deep butt like five minute session, man, and just give us the breakdown of of both of your teams, man. Good and bad. You know, it, it, it won't even be that long. But what I will tell you, Paul, what I will tell you is easily the game of the week uh, this week. This this was this, this should have been the Sunday night football game after after that bullshit we saw to end Sunday football. But um, right. this was a great game. It it was back and forth. Uh, Tua, 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 man. Once again, another year of a lot of talk around Tua. And a lot of it is, hey, his health. Uh, but other thing, hey, the jujitsu, his body, how does his body look? Is he out of shape? Is he this? Is he that? Tua came out once again, 460 in the air. You saw a 215 to Tyreek Hill, but made big time in the plays. Answered every time we needed him. Got some big, big uh, throws in there to Braxton Berrios, too. Yeah. Um, just made big plays offensively, uh, continue to, to just answer and, and make plays against a lot of big names on this Chargers defense. A lot of big names, a lot of money being made on that defensive side of the ball. Brandon Staley was supposed to be a defensive guru coming over there, being the head coach. Um, got to get it together on defense. You know, you, you got to, you got to put it together, look good on paper, but at some point you got to start living up. Uh, to those names, in, in, in my opinion, because Tua, Tua carved this shit up. 466 yeah. in the air at home once again for a defense to do that. And the offense, you know, they put up some points. Obviously, they put up 34. Eckler had a big game. Herbert made some plays here and there. Herbert, you had the ball in your end late to answer. Uh, but that defensive front for Miami just kind of took over that game late. Big Fangio, you mentioned it, dialed up pressure at the end of the game to end it. Uh, yeah. which he didn't send a bunch of pressure this game, but dialed it up in that moment to get him on the ground. Uh, shout out to, you know, shout out to my Dolphins, man. Shout out to my fans, man. Never doubt, even though I – Hey, man. Never, and never and doubt, man. Fins up. And we're we going to chop this up, man. We're going to put some clips out there. <clears throat> then there's one thing I need Tone to chop up. To the DBs, man. You're going against Miami Dolphins. You got to put your pride aside. 
probably one of the fastest receiving crew that you're going to face. Stop getting up there and trying to press these boys, man. Like, they, they running by you. They running by you. Like, you keep you got to be able to keep Bruh. the ball in front of you and not go over your head. And again, man, like, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, these guys are – that's this elite speed. And you get up there and try to press. Like, you got to be – you have to be perfect up there at the line, D-Buck. Because if you miss, if you fall step – It's over with. It's over with. If you even, they leave it. And nine times out of ten, they getting even and they going to leave. And like you said, with Tua having a trust in both of those guys, he going to put it up there so his guy can go make a play. Man, put your pride aside. I get it. Nah, I can do X, Y, and Z. But, hey, the, the math ain't mathing, yo. So, like, play off and, and, and do work and do your work. And what's crazy is about this game that Tua had last year, this was his worst game um, statistically against the Chargers. Uh, he, he terrible. I, I can't think of the numbers right now, but terrible numbers. He had the one big play to Cheetah um, down the field, but outside of that, didn't have much production at all. And you can see him being more comfortable in the offense. You can see him being more comfortable throwing to the speed of these receivers. Because there's one thing to see Tyreek Hill on the field in practice or on TV – but it's a whole nother thing, I'm sure, because I know covering him. But throwing the ball to him when he's running that game speed, like you got to basically get back to that second step and just let that thing go if you tour. And you saw a lot of his passes were him hitting him in stride, whether he was crossing the field or going down the field. And like A.B. said, man, back your ass up, man. Mm -hmm. Get that safety up over the top. <laughs> Put your pride to the side. That boy, he ran by J.C. Jackson one time. He looked like he wasn't moving. Boy. Like crazy. So, D-Buck, you had the corner, look inside to me, point at me, and I'm going to look outside to you, point to you, and I'm like, I got you, bro. Like, that's just one of them games where, as a, even as a D.C., it's like, look, this is what we're going to do. Safeties, we're going to play a little deeper. Safety, we're going to play a little deeper. Mm -hmm. And corners, if you at seven, let's, let's get to nine. Like, as long as we keep that ball in front of us, a lot of they say like offenses aren't patient enough to dink and yep. dunk down the field. At some point, they want to be able to take those shots. If we can limit the big plays, we'll have a chance. But you going up there trying to press and say, "Hey, look, I can do this," nah, that shit ain't helping nobody. Mm -hmm. Receivers wide on hill combined for over three thousand yards for a reason last year. All right, get on that highlight tape if you want to. Shit. Analytics for your ass. That's all you need right there. Yes, sir. Man, oh, um, big game. Big, big game. Huge game. Um we, <laughs> Dallas and, and the Giants. And we we gonna we gonna we gonna shoot right through this. I picked the Giants, you know. I D Buck talked about it. Um in the San Fran and Pittsburgh game. He was trying to figure out, you know, what nobody was saying. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. You know, this was this was my one. <laughs> this was my one. You know, I'm thinking, you know, they playing at home, divisional rival. You know, DJ got his bread. You know, a lot of guys got their bread. They're going to come ready to play. Man, from, from the start, from the jump, Dallas just looked way better. Their front four just looked way faster than everybody else on the field. Um, Daniel Jones didn't know what was coming. Um, the boys are flying around, creating turnovers. Um, Dak 
did what he needed to do. He didn't have to do too much, you know, being able, you know, defensive scoring. He didn't have to do too much. Um, Pollard, you know, looked look solid. So again, man, it's just it's, this was a this was a this was a punishment. They they got punished. And, and you know what? This wasn't this wasn't as much of a reach as my Steelers Niners were coming into this game. As for because it was a lot of people picking the Giants. It was a lot of people thinking the Giants. We're going to hold it down for all those reasons. Um, and i tell you what, how this game started, like the first few plays, I'm like, okay, giant, okay, they're moving guys around, Saquon getting north and south. And once that kick got blocked on that first drive, everything was downhill from there. Got really blocked. Um, Noah, former Dolphin, just recently got traded over there. He picked it up to scoop and score, took it to the crib, and it was all she wrote after that point. Mike, Michael Parsons. I mean, absolutely unblockable. The whole defensive front eight. I, when I turned it off, finally, it had seven sacks, I believe. But it was it was a it was a massacre. Um, the Giants line they probably went on X after the game and blocked more people than they did in that game <laughs> for sure because it, it was ugly, man. It was a big. At some point, I'm asking myself. I actually asked them too. Why am I still watching this? And I wanted to see, I guess, how bad it could get. But uh, you know the Giants are not built to come back from behind. They're not built to, yeah. to be, you know, um, to have Daniel Jones dropping back and throwing the ball 40, 45 times. And they should have had him out of the game um, in that in that fourth quarter, but they kept him in for whatever reason. But Dallas, man, and I know we say this a lot about Dallas, you know, looking at their rosters over the years. Like, hey. I still hey, don't believe it, D-Buck. You look around that team, you look up around that rock, up and down that roster, AB, like, what's the, what are they missing? Why Why don't you believe it? Just because of the history and what history just, tells just you. Just the history, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's just, just the history, you know what I mean? Again, I feel like their defense is um, a championship caliber style defense, just off what they showed last night. Um, they have the front that can get after the quarterback. And if you have that, you have a chance. You know what I mean? Being able to get after the quarterback on on the on the on the on the third level. You know, you got Diggs, you got Gilmore. You know, you got guys that can that can that can get to the ball and, and make plays on the ball. So you, when you have that, you know the the the, the coverage and the and the D line and and the rush, they go hand in hand. So you have something there. But then we look on the offensive side of the ball. I'm gonna keep it a buck. You know, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's not, he's not elite in my opinion. Um, they were talking about as far as on the um the commentating on the game, as far as like just the OC change. Where, all right, now, you know we we gonna make sure he get the ball out quick. Um, he don't have to throw the ball down the field. Um, you know he led the league in interceptions. Like when you talking about that about your quarterback, it feels like you don't trust your quarterback. That's that's just my mm -hmm. opinion. Like they never they never gonna say that about. Um, Aaron Rodgers, they're not gonna say that about Patrick Mahomes, they're not gonna say that about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They're gonna believe in them guys. They're like, look, we're gonna get the ball down the field, we're gonna let him do what he do. Yeah. Again, you gotta have a, a, a guy at that position. Is he good? Yeah. Is he a franchise quarterback? Obviously, but when you're talking about elite, you're talking about taking your team to the next level, you're talking about winning games. You putting that motherfucking book bag on and say, shit, lean on me. I'm going to chop this. I'm going to carve this, this defense up. 
week in and week out. I'm not talking about doing it one game here, then doing another game here. But yeah. I think that's that's where it's gonna that's where it's gonna be at. Like, okay, you gonna make it? Will you make it to the playoffs? Yeah, they'll make it to the playoffs. But when they get down and dirty, when you gonna see those elite defenses, when you see the when you when they see San Francisco, right? When you see Philadelphia, like like what's gonna happen? And that's just why I say I don't believe it. Are they a good team? Yeah, they got guys on the roster, but are they gonna be able to take that next level to make a run at it? I don't think so. Not. All right, well, hey, they, they couldn't have started off better than this. Uh, and, like, the defense scored, special teams scored, and offense just really just had to, you know, do their job. They didn't have to do anything special at all. But Dallas looked good, man. They, yeah. they looked good. They looked good. And, and the Giants looked bad. They looked bad. So, uh, but, yeah, we shall see. You, you're, not, you're not fully sold on them yet. But I'm going to say, good. you know what, I'm hey. going to say this. Good, a good show, a, a good showing, D. But I ain't gonna okay. take, I ain't gonna see and hate. That shit was a damn good showing. They they whooped up on them boys. Hey, this is the year, hey, but you know what? This is the year, this is the year that Prescott takes a step into that elite territory. Okay, because you know what? He don't have to, but he will because he gonna he gonna step his game up because he gonna look across and be like, damn, this defense right there. Like I can't let this defense down, man. I'm gonna step my game up. C. D. Lamb, Brandon Cook. Tony Pollard, we even got had some Deuce Vaughn carries in there, man. But uh, I, I think this is the year for Dak. Let's go, Dak. Mike McCarthy, Big Mike. Let's help, let's help Dak take that next step. But Dallas Cowboys, y'all look good, man. Cowboys Nation, happy. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be loud all, all week. They're gonna be loud. And before we get out of here, I think this is you talked about Miami and um and the Chargers being the game of the week tonight. Monday oh, yeah. Night Football has a a chance of being that as well. We got the Buffalo Bills at mm. New York, the New York Jets. Obviously, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers taking taking the lead, taking them snaps on the center. Um, I think you picked the Bills in this one tonight. J E T S. Jets. Okay, Jets, I, I, Jets. I, I did. I did too. Buffalo Bills are a two-point favorite. Um, give me give me one thing on both sides that you are looking forward to tonight with these two teams. Uh, I think this team is going to come down – I mean, this game is going to come down to uh, can the Bills block the defensive front of the Jets. Like, that defensive front uh, is – has a chance to be dominant. And then when you uh, pair that with the back end that they have, Pauls, Sauce, DJ, Whitehead, and those guys on the, <laughs> on the third level, uh, I think that's what this game is going is to come down to. We know uh, Stephon Diggs is, a, is an unbelievable receiver. Dope moment last night, too. Diggs being able to be in the stadium to watch his younger brother play because he plays in the same stadium. Uh, tomorrow, that was dope um, that they showed on the, on the program as well. But we know what Diggs is going to bring to the table as far as uh, what he brings as a wide receiver. But the other guys, are the other guys going to be able to show up uh, when they double Diggs, when they bracket them, when they do those things to try to take 14 out of the game? So I'm looking at the Jets defensively. And then once again, much like their game plan is probably much like the Dallas. Hey, let the defense do their thing offensively. We got weapons. We got obviously Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback. 
but I, they probably wanted to be a game where that offense don't have to do too much. So I got the Jets in this one, man. What you looking at for this one? Yeah, um, I'm looking at the offense on, on both on both sides, right? You mentioned um, the Jets defense, yeah, uh, stout, stout defense. But I'm looking at the offense on both sides, right? So with the Jets, looking at the Jets, you got Aaron Rodgers. You bring in Dalvin Cook. Um, how are they going to be able to match and, and, and what will be their, I guess, their motto as far as going into this game? Um and then the Buffalo Bills, you know, it's a lot of Josh Allen, a lot of Stephon Diggs talk. Like, how would they match? How would they, you know, be able to um, get on the field? And like you said, the other guys, what are they going to do? So I'm looking at both of the offenses, see if they can put points up on the board, if they can move the ball. Um, but I think we'll I think we have a, a – I hope we have a better one than what we had last night, for sure, for sure. Two good yeah, teams, two sure. good quarterbacks, two well-coached teams, man, so – We'll see. Yeah, yeah, like both both Cook brothers in this game for sure, for sure. Oh, that's dope. Damn, a lot of yeah. a lot of brother situations going on, man. I love to see it, man. But um, uh, yeah, should be a good one. I hope this is a good one. This is a, this is a this is a, uh, I know that the NFL schedule schedulers were excited about this matchup to open up Monday Night Football. So I'll be locked in every second of this one, man. Uh, but yeah, so we both got the J E T S. Just as it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, All right. Here we go. Yeah, man. Our first, our first overreaction Monday um, of the season, man. We appreciate y'all tapping in. As always, um, I got D Bud in the Thunderdome in Naptown. What time y'all? Uh, what time y'all get on today? Y'all at twelve? Twelve to two on ESPN, and then the third hour you can catch on the YouTube. You can also catch the full show unedited on YouTube. Um, you know. But it's pretty much the same show on ESPN. We'll be on at 12. Um, and once again, appreciate y'all for powering through this internet. It's been a rough one today. Week one, got to work the kinks out. It's week zero over here for me. But uh, Zito going to get me right next week. I'll be tapped into the Hammer Down studio. But appreciate y'all rocking, man. It's going to be a great, great year. Uh, looking forward to it. Yes, sir, man. As always, it's Monday, man. Get those 30 minutes in. Start your week off right, man. Health is wealth. Get a little sweat. Get that heart rate up. Until next time, we out. Yep. That's why I want it so bad Must be the hustler in me that keep my foot on the gas When you got it from nothing and hard times ain't so bad Just know I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have I put my life inside it Yeah, I kept it silent Yeah, I played the field That's how I feel about it We put numbers on the board We always up the score Yeah, we stuck to the plan and never ran Now they can't see man, man Yeah, we talking Man to man they can't guard me, man to man, they don't want to see us, man to man, they don't know how to beat us, man to man, man to man, man to man.
Yo, yo. Hey, look. <clears throat> we all live on Thursday. Same time, same place. Y'all know what it is. We in it. We in it. We in it. We in it to win it. Football season is here. See y'all on Thursday.